like that Anya. She's newly human and strangely literal. What? I don't say that. No one says that. No one talks that way. Strangely Literal, the podcast. You haven't seen my drawer of inappropriate starches. But here's the part where you make a choice. <laughs> Deborah Buck was just telling us funny stories about his life at the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> this goes beyond anything I've ever done. It's a total loss of control. And not a nice, wholesome, my girlfriend has a pierced tongue kind of way. I think you've already figured out I'm not the poster boy for normal. I've given some thought to moving off the edge. Not an ideal location. What a crazy random happenstance. So, the world is discovering Nathan's Billion, which I think is great. Um, well, by the way, this is Tabs, bringing you another episode of Strangely Literal. I was just thinking about this because the People's Choice Awards just happened for me, happened a while for you, uh, and Nathan Fillion won, of course, if you didn't know that. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris won as well. But it just goes to show that Whedon fans get get people, you know, we get really cool stuff before the mass populace understands it, which I think is great. I, the same thing happened when Summer Glau was on Terminator. Everybody's like, oh, wow, who's this Summer Glau person? Oh, it's like, where have you been? <laughs> she's been awesome since she's a ballerina and an angel. But um, it just makes me laugh because they're like, oh, Nathan Fillion, he's so great on Castle. It's like, oh. He was great in Firefly, too. Where have you been? Uh, so, yeah. so d- It's a point of smugness, I will admit. But I like saying, uh, yeah, I knew that. It's like when you know a really great band, and then they get really big, and you're like, but they were mine first. <laughs> it's totally like that. That's how I feel. But um, anyway, the reason I'm talking about Nathan Fillion, of course, is because I have a Firefly story for you and it's read by murray who's one of the voices for firefly between the lines which i promise will be coming we've been having a with my life being so busy and with angel between the lines not quite done yet that musical episode that we've been promising for three years coming i promise um it's just it's crazy and honestly having a hobby that takes up as much time as a job not always easy podcasting not always easy, but it's all coming. But anyway, Murray was so gracious to read this one. It's called Walk Quiet, and I hope you enjoy. I'll be back. Bye. Time for some thrilling heroics. Here's how it is. You'll get killed, I'm telling. Okay, that's new. Quiet by In Love With The Night. Read by Murray Campobianco. As far as Jane's concerned, how Zoe's feeling ain't nobody's business but Zoe's. Kegley's been after her, he knows, sympathetic in her way, and Inara's been around offering tea and companion things that make Jane pause for a minute or two in thoughtful contemplation. God knows the doc's been hovering. Jane expects to get called down to clean someone's teeth off the floor any time now, if those three don't back off and leave Zoe alone. Mal and River leave her alone, and Jane follows their lead. Mal knows her better than anybody, anybody they have left, anyway. And crazy psychic girl can probably just read Zoe's mind and tell what she wants people to do, right? Makes sense. But right now, it's just himself and Zoe, sitting at the table, cleaning guns. 
and the quiet is starting to stretch on in a way that makes Jane's teeth itch. Zoe ain't going to break it. She don't start conversations, she ends them. And she'll probably end anyone he starts right quick. But he just can't take the silence anymore. So he asks, Who taught you how to shoot, Zoe? She glances up. Her eyes, blank and cool as spent shells. They've always been like that when she looks at him. Except that awful moment when the Reavers were coming underground. He still doesn't know just what to call what he saw in her eyes then. Only that it scared the shit out of him and made him think that they might really die. And once you thought that, you were dead. Nine times out of ten. Because the universe was a cold and tricky bitch, and that was a fact. She got her ass back on the line, and Crazy Girl pulled off a miracle, and her eyes are blank again. But he still looks for the echo of... whatever that was behind them. My daddy, she says after a minute, closing up the chamber on the gun in her hands. He nods and picks up his cloth again. The quiet's been cracked and he can get back to work without twitching. He taught me lots of things, she says, not looking up from the gun. Not to let the past eat you up or chain you down. Not to waste time and energy on overmuch explaining. Not to stay in a place that hasn't got anything for you anymore. He looks up at that, but her eyes are still down and he can't see her face. I can't imagine any of us will still be on this boat in six months, she says. Matter of fact, as always. Can you? Mal will, he mumbles. And she does look at him then. He knows the look in her eyes now. Sorrow, pure and simple. But not so much that she's going to change her mind. Not Zoe. Yeah, she says. I expect he will. All of the characters and universes referenced here are the intellectual copyrighted material of Joss Whedon, the Fox Network, Universal Pictures, and others. This podcast and the stories contained herein are purely for entertainment purposes and no money or second life money was made off of this. All stories are by individuals and used with permission from the author. Strangely Literal was created in Chicago and is now produced in Los Angeles and has no connection or affiliation with Joss Whedon. For more information about this show, please check out our website at strangelyliteral.com.